0: Welcome to Real Estate Wisdom Podcast, episode number 15, with your host, Vishal Kapoor Realtor. In this episode, we are thrilled to introduce Phil Russo, the owner of Heavy Duty Homes Incorporation. Phil's journey began in the early 2000s when he left his job to start PDI installations, specializing in small-scale audio-visual installations. And over time, Phil's focus shifted to larger-scale projects, leading to the establishment of Heavy Duty Homes Incorporation, in 2018 Uh, with an extensive heavy duty portfolio. They offer a wide range of services that can add significant weight to your home. And so join us and we explore a story and from Phil, how he formed his company and uh, provide some wisdom to us regarding uh, renovation, uh, custom homes, what uh, clients should consider if you are doing a renovation and uh, custom homes. But with that, welcome, Phil. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I know you're a busy guy and, uh, you know, it's every day I'm watching you on Instagram, like you're doing some rock star stuff. With yeah, your, yeah. Beauty uh, of Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you're a showman. But at the same time, uh, the quality and stuff like what you do, uh, it, it's very visible. And right. how you take pride in your, uh, you know, whatever you do,
1: and that's something like commendable. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So how's life? It's good. It's good. Um, You know, just trying to work, trying to, you know, build, grow Um, right now, battling, you know, pretty, pretty troublesome economy as well. I'm sure a lot of people in the housing market are up against the same. uh, We are all in the same boat, you know, the same struggles right now. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, most important time to, to pivot and build your network. And when things are slow, you need to do to do your work, you know, so
0: you have to sharpen your saw
1: at least when, uh, right when you come out of the, the struggle, everything's uh, back and booming again for sure. Yeah. And like that said, like you know, you have
0: to sharpen your saw, like you know, if I know as a construction guy, if a saw is not sharpened, that's right, it's not the cut, cut the wood sharply, that's right? right. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly so. Right. Um, definitely, yeah, I know, uh, when we used to work in a future shop together, mm-hmm. and I still remember, like, when you were doing the installations. Yep. Um, for audio video and you have different ideas like in some time people selecting the right wrong product and you guide them yep. um, even you were not the salesperson that time uh, as you used to say that right right um, but one uh, thing which I really admire that time as well with working with you uh, you were giving suggestion not based on like what you want to sell or what a great product is depending upon person's need
1: right, right? It's always depending on what's best for your customer. Oh, for sure. That's right. how you get repeat business. That's how you get a good name.
0: And that's why, you know, that's you did in 2018. And now you have, you were telling like 32, 36 employees. The
1: 36. We're up to a big, big team. Yeah. In-house wow. divisions. I'm um, recently uh, about a year and a half now, office in Florida, South Florida.
0: Yeah. I saw that too. Like at the Miami wipes,
1: right? With heavy duty homes. Yeah. Yeah. My The office is in Coral Gables, Miami. We're working the whole Southern tip, um, so kind of like Tampa to Fort Lauderdale, Broward County, and then right up to Miami. Right, right. Yeah. And and
0: GTA, you covered whole GTA. We covered
1: pretty much within a 45-minute radius or 50-mile 50, 50 radius of uh, Vaughan, because that's where our head office is. So right. we had Toronto, Oakville, Mississauga, um, East uh, King City. We even go north. We, we do a lot of cottage builds on the water. So right. uh, if people want custom homes on the water, we set up a special supervisor, special site office there, and we do things outside of our range. Right, right.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's awesome. Um, but I know, like, you were the audiovisual guy. Yeah. Um, so what inspired you to start a renovation company and specialize in custom homes?
1: Well, I was in construction uh, before uh, AV. So when I was uh, in high school, I didn't spend a whole lot of time at school. So I was, I was president, just not physically. Uh, and I was working for construction companies as a kid. Right. Because I figured out that's where money was. Right. Uh, so I was doing landscaping. I was doing demolition. I was involved right from when I was 15, 16 years old. Right. Uh, when I got out of high school, <clears throat> I took a, a greater interest in automotive. And uh, we started doing custom cars because those were popular TV shows at the time. I wanted to build cool things. Right. Uh, custom cars then took me back into homes with home theater right we were together at future shop and they were sending me on weekends uh to do uh, tv installations home theater no. installations whatever the other crew couldn't couldn't uh, handle it within their schedule right right and that took me back into construction believe it or not because the people i was doing the theaters for started asking me to build theater rooms right and then since i built the room can you do a bathroom for me right can you do this can you do that and then it, that's kind of what i did on the side Right. While still working a construction job. Right. In the union. Uh, and then eventually I got so busy with the side work that I said, you know what, I'm just going to go Indeed. go full into this and, and take on large projects by myself. And then even then, what I thought was large is very small to what I do today. Yes. You know, a basement, a bathroom, a, a kitchen renovation. And now we're doing full blown homes, multi homes, customs. Uh, we do 30, 40 renovations at one time, uh, top to bottom gut jobs. So. Right, right. Ever since the pandemic. Um, inflation hit so hard that custom homes kind of really halted mm-hmm. and renovations took off absolutely because that was the best way to see ROI in, yeah. a, in a home yeah. um, and, and and that's kind of where we built on that We built a really strong renovation base whereas before it was just kind of building only and and uh, everything in the middle yeah yeah no, I know I would just like you know um, as you know I
0: love podcast and was listening other realtors podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and one of the podcasts, like you know, they're saying like mm-hmm. this is actually this is the time uh, when cost is a little bit low. Yeah, it's not high, and uh, when your home is not selling, it's adding those new features, basements, side entrances, and everything. And uh, because the other thing is also um, that because of the interest rate hike and everything, people are struggling in paying the right. payments. Like you know, carrying that whole house right. um, and a lot of people started thinking or doing it already like in a renovation of their basements right, right? Uh, with this every side entrance uh, it's need to be legal uh, you know Oakville you yep. know you work in Oakville and very yeah. uh, strict on that uh, not like Brampton you can make anything <laughs> I'm, I'm nothing against Oakville's that very strict everything yeah. is very strict and you know um, so uh, coming with my like a second question on based on that can you share some important factors that homeowners should consider before starting a renovation or building a custom home.
1: Of course, yeah. So there, there's always a, a purpose to a renovation, whether it's going to be um, a luxury build, if you want to stay somewhere long term, your initial investment is always going to dictate how long it takes for you to see ROI. Correct. So if you're putting in very minimal initial investment and you're just patching and painting and refacing, um, I mean, you can get an immediate ROI but if the quality's poor it's going to do even worse for you because somebody has to buy the house and then redo it. Yeah. So today's consumer is very educated because mm-hmm. there's uh, HGTV, they they see renovation shows, they can see everybody's work on Instagram. Right. They now know what to look for because there's much more advice than there was 20 years ago when right. when flippers were around. Right. You can't flip anymore because everybody knows what to look for. Correct. So when renovating I always try to push people to renovate at least one whole floor at a time. And we're talking everything, windows, doors, caulking, everything inside, insulation, um, and put the, the whole investment in, if not doing the whole home. Right. The ROI will take longer to achieve, but we're no longer in a flip market. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're never going to make that money kind of flipping uh, these days. And it simply goes back to TV ruined it for everybody and, yeah. and everything else. And when I say ruined... I think it's better that people aren't flipping because there were too many people buying a house for less, yeah, putting garbage into it, hiding everything in the walls, doing electrical and stuff themselves, causing problems. Right. And they would just make it look pretty and someone would come in and pay a high price for it and then dive deep into a whole pile of issues. Oh, for sure. And that's what I hate about the flipping market. Yeah. So when I try to deal with homeowners and clients and people that talk to me and they say, oh, we just want to reface and put some paint and patch this and that, we don't really do that. We're heavy duty homes. I'll build you a quality product. It's going to last another 25, 30 years before you need to touch it. Right. But you may not be able to sell this in two months unless you get a buyer who's willing to pay what we've added to it. Right. Because even buyers, they'll see the quality. Right. They'll come in and say, you know what? This house was was properly done. But you also need to understand that this is one of the more higher value home in an area. So you never want to be the most expensive home in an area because it's hard to sell. Yeah, for sure. You know, you like to be a lesser home in an area with more because you can get more for your house for sure so we kind of have that opposite effect so it's in terms of roi our renovations don't really fly off off the shelf but uh, i mean anything cheap you can get a lot of things that are quality built well people
0: have eye on that and you touched the point like you know i my concern uh, always being like when a renovation is happening and people asking for the advice and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they want to go cheap because they're just making a basement apartment, it was just for rental, right. like uh, they said. And then what happened uh, in a whole year, like uh, they're fixing
1: something or everything. something is falling apart
0: yeah. or anything, it's like too much work, even. Well, even the
1: renters themselves, they don't want to live in something that was slapped together. Oh, for sure. So they're going to treat it like it was slapped together. Oh, if you build a quality build, the you, renter will take pride in the space they rent. You, you
0: took uh, took the word from my mouth, like, and I always said that if you don't treat somebody, like, if you cannot live in that, right. and you're trying other people to live into that, yeah, forget about it. Yeah. Uh, how are you going to keep, like I you know a uh, pre, uh, pretty good example, if you leave the garbage can um, uh, in your staircase, like for example, everybody will come and throw the garbage there. That's right? right. But if you keep it clean, nobody dare to throw that garbage over there. That's right. Right. And uh, exactly, (coughs) you know, if you treat a tenant well, uh, safety first. Yeah. um, And also looking into that that cleanliness.
1: Yeah. um, Providing good quality. And and you can get a little more monthly for your space. Absolutely. If you have a well-built space. People
0: don't mind paying for more. That's right. Right. Uh, But they don't want to live in, you know, environment. Like, for example, I have recently, I think, um, Alicia was asking me uh, that, you know, they want to move out. Uh, and a reason, like I said, it's a year lease, but why did they want to move out? Uh, and she said, well, they don't like the space because they like, like they're the not space. feeling that right. And three months after that, they want to leave. So that created the more hassle for the landlord, right? Because now they have to remarket, put it back in the market, of repay course. the commission, everything. So here your cost. You try to save like a couple thousand dollars, yeah. um, not fixing that stuff, but you're thinking, yeah, that's okay.
1: That's what it is. If people right. do basements and, right. and they don't touch things like HVAC or anything, the basement needs to be well built. Absolutely. It needs to be, uh, it, they need to be able to sleep well. They need to not uh, be susceptible to, to allergens and stuff. So we try to clean the air. We try to get HEPA filters in there. We try to make the place feel so clean and, and, and so well balanced, right. uh, so usable that they want to pay more. It's, there's almost a fight for who gets this uh, rental. Yeah, yeah. So three things what they should consider, <clears throat> in short words, if you can tell. If, if we're talking in, uh, in, in, in rental uh, apartments and stuff like that, yeah. I, I would say to definitely look for uh, for flooring. Like you walk around, you feel the floors. If they're spongy and they're, they're kind of falling apart or if they feel dirty, um, typically there's no subfloor below. When we do our basement apartments, we put a subfloor system. Minimal, uh, a product called DryCore. It'll keep a nice sweat barrier between. It stops mold from coming in. Right. Uh, one of the biggest things you go in as well, like number two, if you smell yeah. a bad uh, musty air, thick air, that's very bad. Typically, they'll put uh, framing up. They won't vapor barrier properly. They won't seal everything. They won't fix foundation cracks. Mm-hmm. So now if you're going into a rental, you're going to be sleeping there. That's mold in the air that you're breathing every night. Right. Uh, kids develop allergies from this and sicknesses and, and forever long illnesses if you don't correct this up front. Right. Uh, that's number two. And, and number three is access and, and, and function of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, cabinetry, appliances, um, everything needs to work. You should have zone control, zone dampering for your uh, your HVAC systems. A lot of people will do a, a whole apartment and then not want to do any dampering. What that does is you're living with what the people upstairs set their temperature to. Right. So if it's really cold in the upstairs bedrooms or or vice versa, it's really hot in the upstairs bedrooms and cold in the basement, you're always going to have the total opposite effect of what they need upstairs. Right. So I try to add zone dampering or second zones when we're doing these big basement apartments and and separate rentals because it's nice to have your own air control. Right, Right. These are things that you can charge more for.
0: For sure, like, you know, uh, definitely, like I said, like, you know, if it's a quality product, it's providing you, uh, giving it the positive why when you enter in the basement, it doesn't feel like basement. And so many right. times it happens, like, you know, uh, <coughs> say, yeah, I know it's hundred thousand, eh, sorry, $100, $200 or $300 more,
1: Yeah, uh, but I want to live over here. Uh, and that's just it. We call our basements, we call them third floors. Correct. So right. It shouldn't feel like a basement. It should be an extension. It should be a third floor of the home. And so now if we're talking, you're going to drop $80,000 on a basement. Right. Why not call it a hundred? Yeah. Let's do, address the issues, address the cracks, fix the foundation. Let's add this zone dampering, uh, upgrade the appliances and cabinetry. All those little upgrades will help you get to the, your, your, your place to the next level, both on your monthly rental income. Right. And on your overall sale of the property, if you need to get out of it.
0: Oh, for sure. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and <coughs> from my record, like, having the legal basement with the safety... Um, they sell on the higher price and quicker than something which is done illegally or of just got the, uh, we'll call it DIY. Yeah, and uh, as a realtor,
1: <laughs> how many places do you go into, you open the door, you're not in construction, but you can tell right away what a poor job is versus a good job.
0: Absolutely, and that's my thing. Like when I go and show properties to my clients, yeah. they look into all the great staging and other they stuff. Look at wall colors wall and colors and, stuff, and yeah. everything, they're stuck onto it. I am the one who's going over there and just uh, looking into all the deficiencies in the house. Right. Um, I shake things, I touch things, and I go and say, yeah, yeah. I know, because like when it was busy, people um, was doing for their home inspection. and
1: window condensation and stuff like that. You and know, on top
0: of that, people were not doing home inspection, right? Right. Um, but we were the first, I was the first eye to looking into that. Okay, how's the HVAC? Is the filter getting, it's right. put in clean. If it, it was not clean, Then I'll say, yeah, I am not taking up the maintenance of this house. Right. Right. So these can be an issue later. So find out more about the landlord. Right. uh, How much pride they take in their own home. Of course. Right. Own investment. Uh, Anyway, like, you know, conversation is going too long, but I know these are the some um, important important topics. Um, I know like you deal with uh, a lot of homeowners and what are some common challenges the homeowners <coughs> face during their renovation or custom home building process, and how can they be overcome?
1: Well, it's it's not no longer re, a real issue for us because we um, we have a set of rules now that we have we have to abide by with our homeowners, and uh, it's not the case for a lot of companies out there. So a lot of people think they can live in the home during a renovation. We don't allow this. Yeah, it's very hard uh, to let the homeowner know that this is no longer your home it's now an active job site that you're going to be living on right so it's it's a war zone in terms of mess in in the space um you don't have control over the hours guys work if you do there's going to be quite extensive delays that you're going to add to the project for well, sure If you say no you can't send anybody today i have a zoom call Well, the electricians that were supposed to come today can't come for another two weeks now because they have another job they have to take on.
0: For sure, for sure.
1: And stuff like that starts to happen. So you got to understand that that is our space. Mm. Number two is if they want to live in the home, all the drywall sanding, all the dust, no matter how much plastic you put up, for sure. If you turn that furnace on or that air conditioning, the vents are going to take it, blow it all throughout the house. You, your kids, you're now living in that construction site. Right. When guys are wearing masks, you're sleeping with that stuff in the air. Right. Paint curing, mud, moisture, it's all stuff you don't want to be around. Oh, for sure. So living on the project is probably the hardest challenge for most, but it also is a way to save money for them because they don't have somewhere to go. Mm. Uh, they don't want to rent a place because things cost very much to rent now for short term during for sure, construction. sure. Eh? A lot of people do not have family they can stay with or they have a large family themselves that they can't just call a friend and can I come stay there for two months. Right. right. So these are these are the biggest challenges. When people want to get into a larger construction project, Mm -hmm. you need to look at all logistics, not Mm -hmm. just the construction. Right. Where you're going to go, where your stuff is going to go, your furniture, your clothing uh, and, and what the cost is for that.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, I. That's that's a great point. I think like you know, align like you know, that's how I do my business as well. When I'm putting a house for sale, yeah, that looking into that logistic and giving them an explanation like why it's important and how it's going to benefit them uh, without disrupting their daily life because it's a big right. disruption, right? Yep. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's a great point, and then. In talk about like the custom homes, like um, uh, we haven't touched on that one because you do like a lot of custom homes. Yeah. Like now you're doing in Oakville and you're doing some other projects as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, For it's for that, like an easier, but what are the challenges of the feet on that? Like when they're thinking about building custom homes? It's,
1: it's more red tape. Mm. Uh, so depending on the municipality you're building in uh, right. and where it's located, like we have a build in Toronto and right. uh, Rosedale. Right. And they actually sit on TRCA land, which is um, Toronto Region Conservation Authority. Mm. So any type of construction that goes on there, you have all the city guys up your ass every right. day. Mm. Put fences here. No, you can't work. Oh, there's runoff. There's silt. There's a pond. Mm. So there's a lot of delays in terms of government red tape, depending on where you're building. Right. Like you made a joke earlier, Brampton, nobody gives a crap about anything. You can build anything. That's an easier municipality, but also one that doesn't achieve the same ROIs that you do in other areas. So Mm -hmm. when you get into more prestige neighborhoods like downtown Oakville, Toronto, uh, King, Region of King and all that, uh, or even Muskoka, Lakeshore. If you're building waterfront Muskoka, the conservation guys are there weekly inspecting your site. and um, They can shut you down at any point if they see something they don't like. Yeah. So you have to take those delays, fines and uh, and fees into consideration when building. Well, that's that's true like a red tape definitely
0: a delayed but I think it's also the it's a good process thing. it's a good thing it's to have. Thing. Uh yes definitely they can expedite and sometimes they get too anal that's about it, right? You,
1: you always get somebody who feels like they're a police yeah. officer, yeah. you know, and it's Yeah. You got to work with the homeowners too cuz it's their money. Correct. to You don't want to, you know, hurt people financially.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. Like you know, I have like you know one of my uh, realtor friend over here building their daughter's house, uh, and he's a realtor. Like you know, he knows the stuff and everything, and he's not going to put anything which is not legal. He's right. go with the design and everything. And yeah. one something was half an inch or one inch was away. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And they come and they, come and they say no, redo it. And then what happened? Like you know, she go away, and then they corrected that then she came back then she pointed out something else and those kind of things like why didn't you tell me that when you were there put the whole inspection and tell me like what other things needed to be corrected right right so he was uh, like struggling was so like know. Uh, now i know i'm going to force them to check everything and tell me all the things not like you're coming every time and changing stuff right so yeah definitely those are some great big yeah. challenges for sure um in your experience what are some key elements that make a successful renovation or custom home project let's, let's go with the renovation what's could be
1: um, well the best way to go about it is is to hire a builder that you tr- that uh, you you've done your research on that right. you've got referrals uh, references of, uh, from and right. and then you have to put all the trust in them yeah so a lot of people like to micromanage their project yeah and that comes from contractors and builders have a bad reputation mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to change the game. We like to p- keep people in a stress-free environment. We like to execute all projects on time. Uh, if they do get delayed uh, for our our sake, then uh, I'll try to, you know, get the customers a couple months comped mm. free on their rental or something. Like, let me cover your rent. Right. Uh, we had a snag here. Yeah. Always try to show that, that we're doing something well. But trusting the project to the person you hired is, right. is the key element. For sure. If you're in their way every day and you're making changes and you're coming down on them and you're offering opinions from things that you see online. Right. Uh, that that kind of gets annoying and the people no longer want to work with you. You have to know how to approach your builders as well. So when you do have questions, there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. Yeah, for sure. you got to understand there, there's delays that come with that. Oh, for sure. Now we're going to stop the project. Let's figure out how you want to re-implement things. Right. We'll take it to the drawing board. But when you come in in third month in and say, you know what, I don't like this kitchen anymore. I want to change it to this and we have to redo the rough ins, but you're still expecting the exact same delivery date. Yeah. You can't have that. And so, design is crucial. Yeah. Planning Trusting your contractor and paying your bills. Oh, for sure. Seamless execution. Uh,
0: and I, I guess like, you know, when people doing like the first time, they don't have an idea like right. where to start sometimes, right? They're looking for ideas, but also they look into their uh, friend's house with the placement was done and they really like it. They want to get it done, but they don't want to hire the same guy because it's a little bit expensive. Right. Uh, and then they want to do the same thing with the cheaper guy and try to save money right and i said you can't do that you your place is smaller yeah the the thing which you're looking for are bigger yeah. you're not looking into functionality right and that's why we come in like, again there's a
1: realtor i'm like what sells what doesn't sell, what sure. you know people like and what people don't like well uh, and and that goes back to design one of the biggest problems i face yeah is my competition a lot of the competition uh, that that does projects like us they'll go in and not price material no so now imagine you've come to me and you're like, "Where do we start?" I'm gonna say, yeah. "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna design the project for you. I'm gonna give you a budget for your materials, meaning right. every tile, every light switch, every every piece of hardwood countertops, uh, toilets, faucets. I price it all in, right, with an allowance. Yep. So now I understand your taste, right? I tell you this job's gonna cost two hundred thousand in construction, a hundred and fifty thousand in purchase allowances, right. And you could say, oh, Phil, that's way too expensive. I have other contractors that are telling me that they can do this for 90 grand. Right. And I have to buy everything myself. Right. You have no idea what all that's going to add up to. Oh, for sure. Big time. I'm trying to do it in a, in a matter that is transparent so you understand what you're up against. Right. Not using cheap products either. Right. And having a designer coordinate it so that when it does go into the house, right. it looks like it was all planned. Yep. Yeah. Not this thing's from Homeless Depot, this thing's from Lowe's, this thing's from a nice store, and the house starts to look Right. People don't see the value in that. They're scared of the number. Meanwhile, they get there anyway with the other guys. Yeah. So try to always have your builder or contractor give you a total price because they should know how to calculate material, right. building materials and finishes if mm. they know what they're doing. Mm. That's the first red flag is if somebody does not want to price all those things and they only want to price labor. Because well, they're putting all the responsibility in your court.
0: It's it does like you know. I, I, recently, I'm not sure. Like if you heard on the news, right? Then I, it was an Oakville home. They gave it for renovation. Remember, they they they, they demoed. There was like a kitchen for twenty five thousand. Like how that the kitchen can renovation within twenty five thousand and what they wanted, and I don't understand. Like how come he end up breaking the uh, washrooms and right. everything without them knowing, which is Kind of, I'll say like at the one Shady areas shady there. Shady area, yeah. one-sided story, I can yeah. say.
1: Uh, that's what I've felt. Like, you know, I feel sorry for them. Like, you know, they yeah. they're sleeping in the car. Maybe they had a verbal contract that they misunderstood. Like, there should be, you don't just go and demo another area that, without asking somebody.
0: So That's what they say, right? So, uh, you get I'd what, like to hear the other side of that. Yeah, yeah. You you get what you paid for. You get what you paid right. for. Right? Um, <clears throat> and it, they end up costing them more, four times more, yes. than what's like, you know- they could have done like, you know, maybe 50,000. Right. Right. Um, so I know like those are sub, but in order, just like you said, um, having that clear mindset and probably maybe better idea to have like, you know, one or two time consultation of to course. have any questions and everything before well, you even and look, to start look the, at the project. Their establishment right? as well. Like us, right. we,
1: we have a, we have an office, we have a home base, we have our fleet, we have staff, um, there's boardrooms, there's, you know, like you feel like we're not going anywhere. Yeah, and then there's other guys who will literally come with a paper towel and their estimate written out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go meet at Tim Hortons. We'll go over the project. Correct. These are all the red flags you got to look for. You cannot put that guy up against a legit company. It's fine if you're doing a bathroom because yeah. there's people that work out of their trucks and they can they can put a bathroom together and slap it together. If you don't have a budget for for um, you know a high quality bathroom and you really just need it done, there's going to be guys that you can meet. But when we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars plus. Yeah, look at the establishment because these are now, you're now in that realm of you need to go to court and this is years of, of nonsense if you make the wrong choice. Right, right. Lots of money, lots of heartache, lots of headaches.
0: You know, the, the, the biggest thing which I um, uh, hate, like when when the people who know me um, and they get that renovation type of things done and then they come to me, hey, can you come and we did the renovation, how it looks? I'm like, uh-uh, it's too late you should have called me before yeah. to get that idea. Like, and you know, So it's not only the, uh, you know, I work along with like you know, uh, people like you yeah. uh, and doing that and get the education from you. Like what to look, what not to, to look. And I guide them.
1: It's okay. A lot of the realtors I know will call yeah. me when their people are looking for a home. Exactly. If, if the customer, if your client calls you and says, I want to shop for a home that we can renovate. Can yeah. you find me something older? Right. Okay. When why don't we bring the contractor along? Yeah. And then he can offer some advice. And then, you know, you start to build trust with the clients that way. Mm-hmm. And now you look better because you've brought a third party there to advise and to help them make a choice. Yeah. It's not about getting the sale right away. It's about guiding them to the right property, which I, one's going to be yeah. most cost effective.
0: And that's how, that's how, that's my role as a realtor uh,
1: because they're doing
0: the biggest investment and that's right. uh, working on different homes. I see like, you know, tens. um you know houses like an everyday for example uh, an average um, but looking into that what works what doesn't work right I and mean, showing and and now when the market is down before it's any garbage was selling
1: right, right. now even it's more important well in 2021 when all that inventory it was in such demand you could take a crap on the floor and the house would sell that's right now you have to go back to staging it making it look presentable and all that so Really, the demand is what dictates everything, and the cost of borrowing is what dictates everything because that's what drives demand. Yeah, when the money was free, people would buy a house no matter the price.
0: We, I can tell you, like even
1: that time mm-hmm. when people selling the crap,
0: I like you know, I know I always did, and that previously I was working with the Coromandel truck team, and they take a pride on that, like presenting their home. We prepare the client just yeah. like you said, like from the starting, that what's need to be get. Cleanliness, like you know, yeah. something like how to refresh the house. Like this, you're living this is in the there. standard of showing your home This is the standard. Yeah. Show sign. So yeah. for us, like it never changed anything depending on the market that I should do more on this side or that side. Right. We're always doing because that's our standard. It's easier to do at the same time. Even that time, our house was selling more than what the regular was selling. That's right. um, and it's, it's provide the value. And sometimes like you know, people don't get insight. Uh, they don't think that way. And I think like if they understand that part, it become much easier for them yes. and for us. Yeah, right? absolutely. For sure. Um, the one important question when we start with the uh, talking about the successful project, um, how they can provide you some, what or you can provide the tips to homeowners uh, that how to effectively communicate their vision, expectations to contractors during the mm-hmm. renovation, or even a custom home building process. So um, what do what you prefer Like, and how you communicate with your clients and how you want them to communicate with you? During during the construction? Yeah. Um, well, we, before, like, anyway, starting the project, right? So Clear pre expectations, right?
1: Pre, pre-project is all me. So um, yeah. even though I have a, a vast team of everybody who does everything on the site, all pre-construction goes through me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I like to oversee all of the clients' goals. I build my relationship with them because at the end of the day, It's very custom. It's very hands-on. And because they need somebody to speak to if there is an issue down the road, I I like to be that person there for them. Awesome. Uh, So direct communication between them them and me pre-construction. Once construction starts, uh, we use a construction management software. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then I invite them with a login. Here's your login to our client portal. You can go online and view Mm -hmm. my uh, progress. You can see what the team's done this week, what was planned for next week, if we have any delays, if we have any progresses um and uh, it's it's very interactive if Mm. you guys want to walk the site you book it with me or or your site super you can take photos inside the app ask questions hey guys i thought we discussed the light switch over here wow oh i'm so sorry we missed it we send the electricians back on site so communication is extremely important when you're dealing with a large project even small ones yeah because one miss you could lose your whole budget oh sure uh so we try to make sure that that there's no there's no misses and uh you know, when you're doing a full top to bottom builder renovation, there's 300 line items that you need to get through. Right uh, through the course of the project, so there's a lot of details, and yeah. we need to keep open communication. And when you have clients that are texting the the flooring guy separately, and the super, and the owner, and this, that's when things start to become messy. Oh,
0: for sure, and that's true. I, I, I'm great. Like you know, you put their system and processes in place. Yeah, uh, and you also providing the tool to communicate. That's with right. you properly. So it's all documented. It's yeah. all in one place. So it's not only cover you legally, yeah. uh, but also
1: like it's covering you. It gets rid of the he said, she said.
0: Yeah, that's right. Like a, you yeah. said that, like, you know, and that happened and uh, right. I thought like it's going to happen, look like this and everything. But you right. you have that system in your place yeah. uh, which you're providing the tool. And I think that's the one part, like a lot of businesses, they don't do. Um, they just rely on, their way of communication, right? Um, and they want them to, oh yeah, whatever way you want to communicate, we communicate. Uh, rather than, no, no, here's the system. Oh yeah, and that's how the process works. Yeah, uh, it's just like you know, uh, going to the Walmart and I want to pay with my uh, the card which they don't use, right? right. Uh, and uh, try to do things differently because I like this way. Exactly. Uh, but now you have to go and follow the process, right? Um, if you're doing self checkout, like you know, you have to do yourself. If you get an assisted one, like an you know, and belt, like and you have to wait in the line, it's yep. a process work, right? So there's only one way. Yeah. There's only one way, and 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 that's a pretty interesting um, mm-hmm. the point, like you know, because you have that, but a lot of um, uh, contractors, not necessarily the great contractor and everything, but. They still go like a old school phone, oh, yeah. text, and everything. Most of them, and and, and still they do the project. Probably less than five percent. So they still do, they do they do a project, so. right? Yeah. So um, and it's like some successful one, like you know, because they pride, they take pride in what they do, uh, and that's how become the successful. Maybe they don't have a system process which they want to use, um, but again, you know, even uh, from the client side. What do you want from them? If let's say like, you know, you don't have the system, what do you want from them? Even they having a discussion with you or even during the project,
1: everything needs to be done through correspondence. If you don't have a software, every request should be either emailed. Mm. Um, text messaging is kind of hard because people forget to, to respond to text or they forget. Yeah. You, know, you could text your contractor and say, uh, can we add a pot light yeah. um, in the upstairs hallway over here? No problem, but what if he's on another site? What if he got a call right after he received the text? Right, forgets about the pot light. The guy's drywall. The wire's not there now. And then a month later, you're ready to move in. You're like, what happened to that pot light? Yeah. Now we got it. Adds a delay. We got to break the ceilings, run another wire. So if it's in an email, people tend to uh, leave it unread until they have time to address it. It'll yeah. stay there. It yeah. Won't get forgotten in a in a long chain of messages. Uh, so. I always ask everybody to email any requests to me and my team. Mm -hmm. Then the request gets typed into our own to-do list. Oh, okay. Then our to-do list in-house, we have to check them off when they're complete. You have to avoid this uh, texting or calling. Don't ever call the contractor and ask him to do something. You can call and ask for advice. Yeah. And then even as a client to do their due diligence, say, okay, great. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm going to email it to you anyway, just so you have it in writing. Yeah. That's awesome. the best thing you can do. Awesome,
0: awesome! Yeah. I like said the clear communication uh, really um, take care of like big stuff. It's not the small uh, thing. Yeah, um, and I appreciate that uh, giving your advice. Yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, I know you already innovative. You talk about the uh, your system process. You have a software app, uh, everything. But how do you ensure that your company stay uh, up to date with the latest trends and technologies in the
1: renovation? And
0: custom industry, I
1: know that's always changing. Yeah, it's, it's changing every year. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of, uh, the best way to go about it is visit trade shows. Yeah. Trade shows usually have uh, suppliers and companies bringing the latest innovations all to one place. Right. So you just, I'm sure we've all been to them. You go booth to booth and you see what new companies are offering and cool things and different ways of building uh, new products, new building solutions. So visiting trade shows abroad as well is huge. Mm. So if you go to the U.S. or if you, if you go to, uh, I recently learned from a colleague of mine, he says the best shows, the most innovative shows are in Europe. Mm. So if you go to like Italy, you can see what they're doing with their kitchens and they're 10 years ahead of what North America's are doing.
0: So you already know what's coming.
1: You know what's coming down the line. And if you implement what the trend now, is going to be, yeah, you're going to set yourself apart from the 95%. Yeah, and you'll start to attract that that you know that five percent of higher higher valued customers and clients that want to do bigger, bigger, better things, and this is how you grow your company. No, that's 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 absolutely like the
0: education is a big part, right? Yeah, uh, just not relying on like and I was a social media, Instagram, and say yeah, this is what the trend is going on. Sure. Going there like a uh, physically and looking into that, you know. Um, I think like you know, any product in which you're looking into that yeah, sustainability, you right? Yeah. Uh, design, yeah. color, functionality, yeah. everything like it comes out. Then, and, and, and,
1: and not all clients want or appreciate the innovation. Sometimes people just want simple, traditional, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, no. But you need to be educated yourself uh, for those customers. Oh, for sure. Uh, for sure. Otherwise, you'll price your, you won't you won't get yourself a seat at the table of, of the people pricing that project. Right, right. I'm just, I'm
0: just talking to you. I'm just thinking about why I don't go to all the uh, home renovation uh, company. So make sure next time, like, you know, also inform me like what's going on. Yeah, and, for sure. And I love to go and uh, see that one. So educate myself. Uh, I mm-hmm. do like, you know, because going to homes to so homes, I know like what's trend is going on and what's coming with the new build pre-constructions and everything. Uh, but like, and this is, this is, uh, I know it's more uh, in-depth. Um, right. uh, you know what kind of material. Yep. You also know the terms, like what they call. Sometimes I call the realtor and I said it's a hardwood or it's a laminate. Uh, it's hardwood. And we go and say, like, no, it's laminate. Right. They have no idea.
1: It looks like wood. Yeah, it, it looks like wood. wood. It yeah. must be wood,
0: right? <laughs> uh, that's, that's great. Um, I know we talked touched about the... Uh, Red tape, and uh, we talk about, um, you know, the town and city, um, you know, uh, department. Uh, are there any specific permits or regulations that homeowners should be aware of before starting a renovation or custom home project?
1: Almost everything needs a permit uh, yeah. technically you need a permit to change uh, a, a plumbing location something small and simple they want. even I
0: heard they uh, required technically to change the hardwood as well
1: to change wood well, depending on where, where you're living yeah yeah, uh, yeah not all municipalities do but uh, if it's rule of thumb in the contracting business is if it's a cosmetic change um, we, we tend to ignore right. the permitting process because it does add a lot of unnecessary red tape. If it's going to be structural, uh, moving of locations, rebalancing walls and air and all that stuff like that, then I always try to push people to go for permits because, I mean, you get one neighbor call. Yeah. That's all it takes. You have to open up things. You have to, you know, pay your fines and all that. It's just a whole nightmare because it, it happens. As a contractor, we try to tell everybody, you know, this is what should be permitted. If, if we're just doing uh, just kind of paint and, and flooring and countertops and cabinetry. I'm not gonna tell them get a permit if we're changing toilets and faucets. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I'm I'm talking to you and again thinking about one of my clients who wants to wife wants to remove the wall between the kitchen and the living room. She was the open concept. If it's not structural, but it is a structural. If when the time a, yeah. when the time we bought, like you know, I took the contractor with me, yeah, um, and he looked into that. and says, I ah, know it's an a allo- load bearing wall. It can be done. Uh, we got the another contractor. And he comes over. nope, it's load Bearing Wall, mm-hmm. um, and and that changed everything. And she's like really pissed mm-hmm. um, because that's what she thought. Like you know, she wants to do that. Right. Husband say like I'm okay. You know, it's, it's great. I want the separation, but she doesn't. So anyway, um, please remind me that I have to uh, consult with you for uh, sure. that's a small project, but uh, it's uh, it's a very important one for my one of my absolutely. We'll come on and help you out. Oh, for sure. Um, I know it, uh, you mentioned about the uh, permits. Um Most of the time, like side entrances, need permits. Like Points. when else you're doing the, always need the permit. Um Even you are installing the kitchen, you need the permit. Washroom, uh, like you know, depending again, buttons. if it's cosmetic, you're you're keeping footprints and fixtures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, we're, then we're without it. it. Yeah. So pretty yeah. clear, like what you said, like what I said to my clients as well. Look for the bones, not for the skin. Yeah. Even you're buying the house.
1: That's a good right phrase. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so. Can you share a success story from one of your renovation or custom home
1: projects that you are particularly proud of? Uh, we do have uh, one that that did very well. Now we have some clients who um, they put about three hundred and fifty thousand worth of renovations into a home with us. Their home was worth, uh, I think it was two point one. Mm. So they put three hundred and fifty thousand with us in facelifting, cabinetry, bathrooms, and and stuff of that nature. Mind you, this is pandemic, so it might be worth about five hundred thousand now. Yeah. But they got it reappraised at three point two. Wow. After that three fifty was put in. So it was big so ROI. There was a six hundred and fifty, six hundred and seventy thousand dollar ROI on on what they've invested into that home now. Right, right. Once they got that reappraised, flipped their mortgage upside down and lowered their interest rates, or they could use it for leverage. So yeah. those clients actually took that money that they re-leveraged and spent it with us on a home in Florida that they're now Airbnb. Wow. We found a home there. We renovated it for them, and now that's making them eight thousand dollars a month, close to six to eight thousand a month profit U.S. Mm. So sometimes a proper renovation in the right area can get you such a good ROI, ROI, free up enough money to invest elsewhere. Yeah, what's that property in Florida doing for them now? Paying their renovation bill, right? Plus, its own mortgage. Yeah. So make your money work for you. Oh, well, for real sure, like,
0: and that's what the uh, smart investment and thing to do yeah, right. and a lot of time people want to think about the renovation the way they want to because they think they're married to that house and they're going to live forever i shouldn't say they're married because married marriage doesn't last these days right. uh, <laughs> yeah nothing <laughs> so, nothing lasts these so days so i i will say like you know more um you know it, it just like you know you tying that over there like in yeah. normal terms and you're going to stay there forever yeah right um but you're not going to there forever no. so think about that you know when you're renovating uh, that you're putting such ways which you know most people are going to like yeah. not everybody's going to like it
1: renovate the way you want it the way you would want to move into something
0: right right
1: Don't slap it together for the next guy
0: yeah, uh, yeah. no I'm, terms of, I'm talking about the design like if somebody okay. like you know these days I like yellow i right, want to put the right, yellow right. on my wall, but... So you're uh, saying
1: try to, try to think more timelessly, you know? Correct. Like, yeah. And I think, again, that's what you do as well, like something which yeah. not going to um, design pretty age, We do right? get the odd clients that want super modern, mm. uh, but, you know, 9 out of 10 understand that a timeless renovation can be sold when, when they want to get out of it.
0: And, and that's also depending upon the neighborhood as well, right? right? So if you have, like, you know, those 80s houses in the lane and then your, like, super modern house in yeah. between...
1: yeah. It's going to take a long time to get that ROI.
0: And you've probably seen in Oakville, yeah. like a lot of time, like on Bridge Road and yes. all those ones, like on the builders. Everybody came out.
1: People have different goals, though. Uh, yeah. So your goal might be to do that home and stay there.
0: Mm. In
1: which case, do it how you want.
0: That's right. You that's know? right.
1: Don't think of just the ROI. Think of how long you're going to be here and how long you want to enjoy it for. Right, right. Because eventually, if you're going to stay here 10 years and start a family and everything, of course, build what you want. Yeah. It'll catch up to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's... Uh that's a great um, like a success story. Um, I like, you know how it helped them to make more money and pay off that. Sure. Um, I know, like, we talk about like a lot of customers, but what you're typing? Like, how do you ensure customer satisfaction and maintain a good relationship with clients throughout their renovation or custom home building process? I know you do We're a lot. We're trying to
1: implement a weekly update schedule. So mm. if, if Customers can uh, be involved in our weekly calendar plus right. get an email weekly or biweekly saying, hey, guys, this is what happened. This is what's going on. Any questions or concerns, please call us. Nine times out of ten, they have no concerns mm. because they're informed. Yeah. When people are not informed on what's going on is when they worry the most. Yep. yep. So customer service. Almost just means uh, keeping them at the wheel. Yeah. Even though we have control of it, they need to feel like they're still driving the car as well. Exactly. uh, Which is very important because they are. They're providing the funding. It's their project. It's their home. That's right. So at any point, if they want to pull out, they can pull out. But we still need to guide the project because we're the people who know how to do it best. Yeah. Yeah. So communication is the best form of customer service because you almost have to not do any of it. If you're communicating with them regularly,
0: you save a lot of time, a lot of hassle, yeah. and a lot of expenses. Yeah, and we we learned time. that
1: the hard way, as as yeah. most companies do. Uh, well, the have the a thing you upset customers, you got to think of well, how can we re- redirect and, and avoid this issue in the future?
0: And, and here's the thing, like you know, during COVID, like and we found it a lot, like you know, yeah. people uh, they're looking at job, uh, they're leaving their job, or they're getting fired from there, and then they want to the realtor li- license, mortgage license. Or even doing starting in the handyman uh, kind of job, right. and the soon it become like a, they are the construction uh, person who doing it like you know they know and everything, right. and they do and they do the job and shitty job. So a lot of those people, I'm pretty sure in your construction business as well, mm-hmm. um, they like I said
1: mom and pop kind of, yeah, uh, you know, coming out small. And there's nothing wrong with a small outfit. There's a lot yeah. of independent people who do good work. Yeah. I got no problem with that. It's yeah. just when they start to get into a a, a, a a caliber or a scale of project that they have no business in. Right. Because now they don't know how to price that. They don't know how to work at it, but they're taking that work from somebody who knows how to do it. Yeah.
0: And also depending upon the location and neighborhood as well, yeah. which I saw, like, you know, uh, no offense again, I'm not against like a Brampton and everything, but the... <laughs> Uh, Oakville. I lived in Oakville for a long yeah. time, so knowing the uh, neighborhood, uh, type of things which people are going to like or not going to like, um, because it's not yeah. Oakville, because they don't want to leave that. Oakville yeah. is known for Oakville because he has some character right. to it, right? Um, and it's high end one. Uh, oh, there's so, always, so much character, in Oakville, right? Yeah. Uh, but now I'm seeing on that you know, some of the you know construction pre-constructions guy like you know coming in. Um, and they have the experience of doing that shitty quickie, not so quick. They're trying to like do that cheap. in Oakville. Yeah. And they're trying to do build those custom houses. And I go like, you know, recently it was like, you know, it was three and a half million, four million property. Right. Uh, at the same time, I have the, another, uh, builder client who's living there and selling his home. And he mm-hmm. took us such a pride and I, go side by side and look into that. This guy coming from, he was a realtor as well. And, you know, and what the job, you know, cutting corners, Mm -hmm. leaving the space between corners. And yeah, they're track building, track building and all that production home. Yeah. 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 And a lot of products from like China, like putting those windows and everything cheap because it's cost them less. Right. And they say, yeah, I want to sell this much and I'm still going to make money. And, and then I look, go to this house like a who was immaculate and says, Hey, you know what? You probably didn't notice and it was unnoticeable, like a small thing somewhere in the corner. He said, I'm going to fix that. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh I take a pride in it. And uh, and I tell you, even in this market, that property sold quicker than the other one. Of course. And for more money. Yeah. Right? Um uh, I won't say more money because he's a construction guy, so he already knows the value and everything. So, what were his expectations? Were we met that expectation?
1: Most people know what feels good, yeah.
0: And and this other guy, like you know, when I'm dealing with that, like you know, I'm trying to explain it. Okay, if you're doing the visitation, make sure all your windows and they have the huge windows, right? Mm -hmm. Make sure it's clean, right? People, when spending that kind of money, they want to see that minute details. Mm -hmm. How we taking pride of that? It's not going to sell. If you don't listen and you try to sell it, like, you know, oh, yeah, it will sell. Like, you know, it's market is hot. Market is hot or not. Right. Don't lose your integrity.
1: Things need to be pristine. Things need to be always pristine. Always show pride.
0: Thank you so much. Like, you know, you provide like, such a valuable information. I know you have to go a little bit. you just close on time. Yep. I'll leave you on that so you can set your uh, next appointment. Uh, But great talking to you. Uh, Thanks for having me. uh, Definitely. And I heard like so much about your designer. Yeah. Uh, I might want to do the podcast with her, like in some
1: design ideas and a little bit about home design and all that stuff. Yeah. How that implements with real estate markets. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's
0: going to be the good insight and wisdom for our uh, uh, viewers and uh, listeners. Um, Last words. What do you want to say? Um, how the market looking like what do you think is going to happen or
1: i, I think it's gonna it, well everything turns yeah so uh, a lot of people are in fear right now i'm yeah. getting calls from all kinds of different uh, construction guys real estate agents uh, designers uh, everybody from ind- every industry is calling me to see how are you guys so busy i'm like we're busy but you know we're not making profits right now everything's very low everything's mm. tight it's it's tough it's tough for everybody nobody's right. immune mm. Uh, But no fear, everything turns. It will get better. For sure. Uh, Just hang in there. Keep your business afloat. Yeah. Keep your chins up and, uh, you know, just get to work. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Don't don't, uh, lower your standards. Keep it heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it heavy and heavy heavy duty. Uh, With that, like, you know, such a heavy duty podcast today. I hope (laughs) you like this podcast and uh, uh, insight, which is providing in uh, in the renovation and custom building um, houses and what you have to consider. Uh, thank you for watching. Uh, Keep giving us your love. We'll love to have more questions from you. Uh, We'll love to have more comments, like how we're doing, but also asking questions like, you know, what other things which you have in mind, which you thought about, and you never, nobody told you that, right? So uh, keep following us and giving your love. Until now, bye for now. Disclaimer, the information provided in this podcast is for informational purpose only and should not be considered as financial or investment advice. Consult with your professional before making any real estate decisions.